Welcome back to Model Secrets. Today's guest is Kristen Shockley. Kristen Shockley is a creative director, stylist, producer, and the force behind Luster Theory, a creative agency that focuses on inspiring brand content, working with fashion, products, editorial, and events. so happy that you could come on and talk to us thank you so much well thanks for having me ladies on your podcast thank you for being on here we're excited that you're here thank you and you know we've worked together for quite I guess maybe two or three years now yeah I was trying to think because I figured we would talk about this I think it was like 2020 was the first time yeah I really started well, wait, it might've been before that, 2019. Yes. Yeah, because we did that shoot at Virginia House. Yes, oh, and I yes, think that, that's right. Was yeah, that with that, Wiley? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, oh, with, did her you guys Abby. Um, it was with her sister, Abby, right? And oh, then- Abby, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and then I used Bailey. Then Bailey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the share sisters, <laughs> you use them both. Um, yeah, yeah, how did we meet? I, don't, I can't remember. I, I, contacted you I you know was starting to use professional more professional models in my work and you're there's not many options <laughs> in this in this immediate area of Richmond uh, I mean I'm based yeah. in Norfolk which is in Hampton Roads so yeah. there, there's mm-hmm. nothing here and I I mean now I'm starting to get on the level where I'll deal directly with larger agencies but yeah um you know when you're just starting out and you need you know something but you're not quite at the budget level of two three thousand a day day rates um you know (laughs) we were talking about that yesterday yeah you do the best you can you can where you're at and so yeah I work with you and a couple other mother agents um some people in DC and now I'm starting to creep up into New York so yeah well that's good that's yeah that means you're yeah and I, we were talking about yesterday, I had some, um, we were talking about that some of the models get booked for like $8,000 a day, yeah. <laughs> 2000 8000 I mean, it can be really good prices yeah. up in New York. Yeah. And, and now work is starting to pick up there. So that's good. But, but um, tell us how you got started in the business. Um, I know you were in the corporate world for a while. And then Mm -hmm. how did you get into the whole fashion world? It's kind of, yeah. So I, it's so funny because when I first started this business, I didn't, I don't think I really had a vision of what it was going to be. And I actually started, I mean, my company is Luster Theory, but I started really having no connection with the fashion side of things. I thought I was going to be like a, a high-end event designer. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. if you look at, yeah. And if you look at my Instagram page, there is a lot of high-end decor and that's still a really big part of what I do. But really now I position myself as basically a boutique creative agency. And I do work with real events on a much more limited level. Um, right now I'm really trying to work exclusively with commercial editorial branding type clients. Um, Just because I do have a background in the marketing 
um, direction and media world. And I really just enjoy working with um, high-end businesses and brands and fashion brands. And um, so that's really where it kind of all started. I just started doing really high-end photo shoots for, you know, event venues, luxury event venues, um, just because I had that background kind of in the event world and they started hiring me and that involved meeting models, um, basically to, to be, you know, brides in that case, but I've always kind of not been traditional with the fashion that I use for that. I'm not really like a white wedding gown person. So I would always, you know, reach a lot higher with the fashion. Um, you know, I worked with Marquesa and Nimecon and a lot of, a lot of really big name fashion brands up in, up in New York, but I would always want to work with like their couture lines and not really with their, I've done some stuff with the bridal, but it's always been, if it's bridal, it's like really unique white bridal. It's, it's not like just a standard white wedding gown, but right. So that's really how it got started. And it just kind of grew from there. And now you know, I'm doing, I do, I still do things that don't involve models. You know, I have, I have clients up in DC that I do. I, I still do product styling. Um, so it's really just depends on what my, my clients needs are. That's why I've kind of positioned right. myself as a full service, like creative agency. Right. And so, so sometimes you do big events, maybe, I mean, are yeah, you yeah. Like I have a couple big, uh, they're actually at Dover Hall. I have a couple big wedding clients, yeah. but I really won't take on any more than maybe like three or four a year. It's not my main focus, but because I post a lot of that content, I get a lot of inquiries and sometimes the budget's right. And it's, a, it is a good fit. I'm, I'm super picky with who I take on because I, I have expensive a, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have to have the budget just because like the decor that I post is a certain level of decor and the rentals are a certain level of rentals. And, you know, I, I kind of don't want to like backtrack when it comes to when it comes to that kind of stuff so um but I do prefer to work um with clients that are like business clients branding clients product high-end product clients so. right so so name some of the clients that you have worked with we'd love to hear that um I've worked with Hilton um property group you know I've worked with a large some of the larger venues in the area Dover Hall Estate um I've worked with high-end events people in the event industry that need new branding work and things like that. So I've worked with them. Um, I've worked with nine con I've worked with, uh, directly with some of the fashion lines doing, you know, shoot work and collection work with them. Um, I'm just trying to, I'd have to pull up yeah, my no, website. And I so have a lot and, of this stuff listed on yeah, my website. You do. But, I know, I know. And some of them head. I can't talk, some of them I can't talk about. I have like NDAs and, and all okay. that stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. We do a lot of those too, you know, as yeah. models, obviously. Yeah. I was actually wondering, how do you find clients or do they find you on social media, how that works? Yeah, yeah I mean, blessedly, I'm getting more to the point where I do have people seeking me out a little bit more, which is the ultimate goal, right? You don't want to have to be like pounding the pavement for the, you know, but when I started out, it was very much uh, pitching. And because I have, you know, that marketing background, I could put together, you know, a marketing proposal, pitch proposal. And I would literally, like uh, when I worked with Dover Hall Estate, um, they're, they're a huge estate house luxury wedding venue outside of Richmond. I, you know, literally contacted the owners and went and did like a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> so like, so, yeah, I did. I did because, because those, a lot of those venues are used to having people just come in there 
uh, for free and like just right. do shoots. And I wanted them to hire me and like pay me for their marketing. So you have to explain to them and any client that, you know, that's used to that. Cause people in the wedding industry and in the event industry, they call them styled shoots. And I yeah. hate the term because it just, it, 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 it initiates the idea of like it being free basically. And that's not, you know, what I'm offering. So I had to explain to them, you know, the difference and, you know, I did the whole thing and they hired me. Um, now I've, made a lot of contacts and I've worked with a lot of people where it's coming a little easier, but you know, sometimes I still have to, you know, explain myself, send an email, all that good stuff. Yeah. So. And I see that you worked at, for a lot of magazines too, like People Magazine and the New York Times, Flower Man. I mean, these yeah. are great. I mean, there's a great magazines to work with. Yeah. I have, a, I, I have spent a lot of time fostering relationships with editors and writers. Because if you want to be featured in publications, that's how, that's the best way to do it. Like I'm literally writing an email right now to my contact at Flower Magazine. So, because like all those publications need content, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you can be one of those people they think of when it comes to content, you know, all the better for you, you'll get more PR and publication. I've never hired a PR company and I've, I've been able to just kind of handle that myself. Okay. So you create content then too. Well, I always try and get what I do published. That's like, you know, something I always, I I always try to do. So like that shoot at at Dover Distinction, you know, that was the cover um, for Distinction, but I initiated that conversation. (laughs) Like I, I, yeah, like I emailed the publication. I was like, Hey, do you want this amazing content? (laughs) Right. And so what, what I've noticed is when you, cause I've been to, I think it was the Virginia Virginia House was that there where I saw you and the the table that you did mm-hmm. was incredible like with flowers and dishes and blah, blah. it was like this amazing <laughs> um event you know it just looked like this big party was happening and yeah. not only that like I I noticed that you what you put in your bio but you like sort of the old style like you know I'm gonna say 1800s or 1900s kind of style yeah. a little bit here and there it's definitely a mix of modern and old I think I'm very I, when it comes to like my decor work I'm definitely like influenced with still life and Dutch, Dutch masters all that kind of stuff I can do more modern but that's really kind of you know with the fruits and the lush florals and the you know extra velvet and just like everything's extra <laughs> right and it looks so, like the queen was ready to come there okay here comes the queen <laughs> yeah that's kind of that's kind of become you know my style with with tabletop anyway but i do i i mean i i do completely different things too i'm working on a a, a tabletop project now and it is like the exact opposite of that oh, because wow. it's what the client you know wants yeah. to do so um, I have done product styling that has nothing to do with event work. You know, I've worked with jewelry companies and, um, you know, things like that, that, you know, aren't wedding related that, you know, just want product right. styling for their jewelry and things like that. So what made you decide to switch? So from the corporate to the, you know, what made you like go, Oh, okay. Like I want to be creative or I, want to just have my own business or yeah well who doesn't want to work for themselves <laughs> um, <Exactly>. I, <laughs> I don't know about that sometimes I'd rather just go work I mean which I do sometimes I would just go work for somebody's fun you know what's funny that I remember so I was meeting a friend that works at Google right and I work for myself 
and we were just discussing something you know and I, I was telling her that it must be nice to get a you know get a check like every like two weeks every month and she was like do you want to go back to the office I was like no <laughs> she's like the one we're gonna work this nope Here's yeah I mean that is that is the only thing right. you know and I worked in that world I mean that I went out I came out of college and that's what I did and and I've been building luster theory for six years but I've only been on my own now for like a year and a half oh, so okay. I waited yeah. until I felt like I was ready and I was in a position where I had been there for a long time and I could do my job well and you know it it was easy for me to build something on the side while remaining at that position. And, you know, I just, the time was right. I was getting the level and I, you know, I am married. I have a husband that also has a full income, you know, which is helpful. A lot of people don't have that. Yeah. And, you know, he has healthcare and everything. So those are all major decisions. Like if you're going to, you know, go go out on your own, you know, that you have to really think about if, if you can handle doing that. I, um, I'm I am still building and things are not, um, you know, like uh, Katya said, it, it's not, you know, you don't know sometimes when, when the next paycheck is coming. So l- luckily I've just been, you know, I've been booking things and the things keep getting bigger and I, the paychecks are bigger. So yeah. hopefully that's all moving in, in the right direction um, for things. But yes, I do. Yes. And I do work directly for some publications you know, where they'll hire me specifically, you know, for their content that works a little bit better with smaller magazine publications because they don't have the in-house staff, you know, the bigger ones like, you know, Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, they all have editorial teams that work, you know, directly in their staff. So when it comes to the editorials and content work that they put together, they normally are like directly involved with all that. Cause I've talked to people over there and tried to get things published and they're very nice and I'm lucky that they even talked to me <laughs> yeah but at Condé Nast but the, basically yeah. they don't they don't publish work that they haven't directly like had their hand in right and they have their editorial. own yeah and they have their own teams so I work for Brian yeah. Bantry in New York which I you know speaking of somewhere that you like working going to like what was it 10 to 7 every day you know I like doing that but um, and a lot of the stylists, like, you know, like Vogue would only use this stylist or this right. hair or makeup, you know, yeah, so they, they have, have their, their favorites. Teams. Yeah, they have yeah. their favorites and that, but that's how you get in. So like, yeah. it takes time to get in with those groups. Um, so it's just about a lot of like who, you know, and yeah. you know, who you work with and, and all of that stuff. So I've just been slowly building all those contacts and, you know, doing all the things I can do um to make those relationships because you know you can be it's good to be a creative and you know be able to work in your field and and make a living in your field um but it's also about building relationships and knowing how to talk to people knowing how to write emails knowing how to say thank you and you know written thank you notes and just you know being (laughs) being there yeah no every time I um borrow a gown or get fashion from a designer when I ship everything back, I send a handwritten thank you note. And then I send Christmas gifts to all those people because I don't always work with everybody all the time, you know, and I, I, they need to remember who I am when they send, when I send another email. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. And that's the way to do it. And I always say that to my models. If you're, if you work at a job, you want to send a thank you card or send flowers, or even when you're working in an agency, you want to make sure you send them coffee or you bring them coffee yeah. or whatever. Yeah, because those are the people that, that they're, yeah. they're going to remember, you know, yep. so, and they're going to like working with you, which is also important. No one wants to work with 
people that aren't pleasant. <laughs> so. And so you, so you book a lot of models. I mean, you've been doing that for a while now too. And what makes you um, choose the model that you choose that you want to work with? I mean, I know, you know, it depends on the client, but just tell us a little bit about, um, you know, you did say about the thank you notes, that's important, but what makes you choose the models that you choose? So, I mean, honestly, it is 100% driven by the job. I mean, like I have a job, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. It's a lifestyle branding shoot for a luxury boutique, like uh, beach rental property group. And this is, that's a little bit different because it's not a high-end fashion shoe. It's a branding lifestyle shoot. So I need to make sure that I select models that are good for that role that might not be as necessarily editorial looking versus, and it has to do with, you know, like facial structure and like, they can't be, you know, six foot and, you know, ready to go down the runway. You know, it needs to be a little bit more, um, it needs to be different for like lifestyle. So it, it's really dependent on that as it should be, you know, if I'm a creative agency, I do have people I like working with, um, models that I like working with, but if I don't feel like they're right for a role, I'm not going to book them, you know? Right. So, um, it's, it's always a plus, uh, if they're courteous and excited and, um, I'm always very courteous and I care a lot about the models that I work with, you know, and, and making sure that, you know, they're comfortable and that they're excited to do things. And, um, but, and I've actually been lucky. I, I don't think I've, and I think I've mentioned this to you before. I haven't really ever worked with a model where I felt like they were just like completely difficult to work with. I haven't <laughs> had anybody that had a major attitude or didn't want to do Not something yet. that like, I know, I, I, I'm sure it's just a matter of time as I continue <laughs> working with, with bigger name people or people that have been out there longer doing things. But um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, fingers crossed, had to deal with too much of it. The worst I had happened was this one guy was like being super picky about what he could eat that day. And he's like, oh, I want mixed nuts, mixed nuts, but they can't have peanuts in it. And they need to be oh. salt. Like that's, I think the worst of like what I've had to, to deal with. Whatever, just bring your own damn food. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get you some unsalted almonds and then we'll move on from there. Yeah, I feel like normally you spend so much energy on set that I'll eat whatever, whatever you guys have, I'll eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, likely I also don't have any like, you know, restrictions because I, I get it. I mean, some people have allergies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you but, know, if you do, you bring your own stuff. I mean, yeah, exactly. But it's, it's really driven by that. It, it's driven by the job and the client and the budget. I mean, that that's yeah. also the case. Um. I look for people, and again, this has to do with the budget, but I look for people that normally have some experience. Um, you know, if I have a better better budget, then a lot more experience. Um, and, you know, I look at their work, I look, you know, who they've worked with, um, and if they're just a right fit for that. Do you only work with agency models or do you <laughs> freelance? I'll, I'll book, I mean, I'll book freelance if I feel like it's the right, the right thing. Um, I, I, for me personally, it's easier knowing if something happens, I have someone to call that can possibly yeah. find me something else, someone else. I had a situation like that happen recently. Did that. Kim, yeah. Kim knows about that. Um, She's like, yeah, but I haven't had a huge 
that's actually the first time anything like that has happened so close to like the shoot date. I've been also very lucky with that type of situation, but yeah, I have, I mean, I think because I've been able to kind of everything I do is a little, every next thing I do is a little bit better and the budget's a little bit bigger. I was kind of able to move, you know, right into working with, you know, mother agents, there are some modeling agencies locally, and I'm not going to mention any names, but some are easier to work with than others. Mm -hmm. um, and I understand, you know, you want, you know, your, your talent to, to have, you know, to do the right kind of shoots, you want to, you know, protect them and make sure everything is, is good to go. But I, I probably have to say I haven't, I haven't worked directly with any big, big, like, agencies, it's been more like people like you, Kim, and then um, I mean, I have worked with Swipecast, um, you know, I'm sure you, you guys are familiar yeah. with, with that. Um, I've had good experiences with that. You have to, you know, have bigger budgets, um, for, for that. Um, but if you're looking for someone and you have the budget, um, to pull them from anywhere, it's a good resource. Now, what is it called again? Say it again. Swipecast. Okay. Swipecast. I just want to make, yeah, make sure people heard that one because we kind of went over that really quickly. Yeah. There, are, there are a few more that yeah. you can, those are the apps that you can use as a model to book jobs on your own if yeah. you don't have an agency yet. But I mean, I always recommend models to only sign up for the, for the apps if you actually have a portfolio because. Oh yeah. And Swipecast, yeah. I feel like is probably one of the better ones. Um, they, most of the models I've looked at on there who've applied to things I've posted are also some, and yeah. it's just, you can deal with them, you know, directly, um, through Swipecast. I guess there's a, there's a little bit more of a protection buffer for everybody, um, using a, an app like that. Um, I think that's good because so. you do, you need protection and they need protection. So yeah, good exactly. Too. Yeah. I'm not sure about Swipecast, but I know like for example, new book would pay you in a day or two. And it's such a big difference because in the modeling world, sometimes you're going to wait two oh, months, yeah. three months, up to half a year to get yeah. paid. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you how, I mean, it's probably a little bit different for you, but I, I, I was just so confused. Is it the fashion industry that just, it, it takes so long to pay? I guess like in your case, you can have it in the contract, right? So like uh so i've experienced a couple different things like if i'm booking a model directly um i would usually pay them day of the shoot and hand them their money yeah. you know yeah. if it's an agency i've just experienced they bill me after the shoot yeah so now with swipe cast they that you have to pay immediately like as soon as you book that person you pay so and i'm assuming they send that person the payment I feel personally a little bit more comfortable handing it either to the person like the day of the shoot because I know they're there and you know it's yes. the shoot's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you know paying paying agency and I mean that's up to them how they pay their yeah. models. You know I don't really have any any idea how you know that I works. I think everybody on the does it side. differently. Like I'm okay yeah. with you paying the model. I mean I'm I'm totally fine with that in person, but some agencies, yeah. you know, they also want to do the 20% on top of that, which I don't, you know, I don't know. Right. Exactly. Do, but so you're paying the agency thing. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously as I've continued to move up, things have gotten more official with 1099s yeah. and like, 
things like that, you know, in the beginning days, yeah. like I would pay cash, you know, cause a lot of the times, sometimes the payment was under $600, you know, if the yeah. model's not like an officially signed and, you know, I'm paying cash and I'm just handing them the cash. Now I have like an accountant and yeah, I have, you to, have do to do it a little bit more officially, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just, it just depends. It, it depends on, yeah. you know, I guess the agency you're signed with or how the, you know, mother agent handles things. Yeah, it did. It totally depends on the agency for sure how they do it and if they are if they're qualified as a management company or agency so I think that also has to do with it so what makes you love what you do because I know I can tell you do so what makes you love it um I think partially because it encompasses a like a lot of the things I enjoy doing and a lot of talents because I do a lot of different things you know it's fashion it's decor it's design, it's product, it's management, it's logistics. It's, you know, cause I really ha- handle everything. Like when a client hires me, I'm producing, designing, styling, team management, like the whole kit and caboodle. You know, I hire the creative team and then I, I rely on them to do their job that I hired them right. to do. You know, I don't, I'm not a big micromanager, but um, it's, it's, it's the whole, whole thing, you know, and being able to work with amazing companies and, and things like that and travel. And I mean, I've been going up to, to DC a lot. I'm hopefully going to get to Europe next year to do some more. Oh, so, good. Yeah. And who would you want to work with in Europe? Well, I'll probably end up doing shoot work. So fashion styling, we might, we'll probably work at a big villa venue or something over there. Mm-hmm. it's still you know somewhat you know wedding related uh, luxury event related but yeah I always think of luxury meaning money <laughs> so that's a good thing for you right yeah I mean it's when I when I guess what I'm saying like luxury or upscale it has to do with like the companies I'm working with you know I'm not it, it does take a certain budget level at this point to now hire me, you know, to do things, but only because like what I do costs a certain amount of money. Like, you know, if I want to hire better models, that's how much this is going to cost. If I want to hire a really high-end floral designer, that's how much this is going to cost. So it's not just my fees. It's making sure that my production and work level can remain the same that it, it has now, you know, gotten to. So if you had any um, luxury brands that you'd want to work for, who would that be? Oh my gosh, Gucci. I'd love to, they do those incredible um, collection line, like videos. Have you seen those? They did one with like tarot cards. They did one, it was like a Grecian. So like, I want to be the creative director for one of those. (laughs) I'm serious, I'm serious. Gucci, you can hire me and I will put together a video for your line. But that kind of work, that type of like creative um, you know, work. Yeah. The big fashion brands would be amazing. Um, but just other stuff too. Like I, I do a lot of work with really high-end tabletop wear, like dishes and, you know, just crazy, crazy stuff like that. Um, and honestly, it's just, I mean, I've just been drawn to this world because it's the stuff that I, I personally love and, you know, I don't have, you know, cabinets full of you know $300 a piece dishes but you know I I just I have a a really good eye and and I love being able to use that um to create beautiful things that help other people's businesses 
Right. And so I feel like it, you know, most of the time, because you have a creative eye, I have a special eye for picking out models, but, um, you know, it's just, I think it just comes natural. Like it's one of our gifts that we were given. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I definitely, I mean, you know, when I'm looking for a model, I'm usually looking for something specific that's, you know, for that job, um, you know, that, that, that will work. I do usually look for people, if it's more of an editorial situation, Uh, I do look for people that have unique features, you know, I think it's, I know this sounds stupid, but, you know, in the modeling world, there's so many beautiful people, but sometimes I just look for, you know, more interesting faces and it doesn't need to necessarily be the standard of what people think is beautiful. So, yeah. Thank you for saying that (laughs) because that's important (laughs) for us, isn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, and you know, I think that it helped. I mean, I've had people say that to me about my work. They're like, you always pick such like interesting, like different looking models, you know, and I'm usually very diverse. You know, I've used Indian and Pakistani and, you know, obviously black and white and, and, you know, mix and all sorts of things. And, and I think, you know, when you do that, it makes people stop and, you know, look a little bit more at things. So yeah, normally the th- I feel like the thing you're insecure the most about is probably going to be that something that yes. you know you would probably look at. And I mean, for me, it was also like, and it, it's interesting because growing up, because I have different ears, and not a lot <laughs> yeah. of people actually know that <laughs> because my hair covers it. And obviously, I mean, growing up, I was kind of insecure about it. But now, like, if you like, if when I do modeling shoots, that's something unique about me. So yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like in a way I do have this traditional model look, but there is something different about me that makes me yeah. unique. I yeah. think that the industry is embracing that a little bit more also. I see that a lot in, in the print work that I look at in campaigns, you know, it, yeah. it's about like interesting, unique faces. Obviously you still have the beauties that are out there, yeah. you know, that yeah. are the, the supermodels and everything. But, you know, for me, you know, I, I like interesting, you know, unique people, you know, again, it, it always is overrided by what the client needs and, and, you know, what's going to be best for the project. But most of the time, that's what I'm looking for. So perfectly. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. So where do people can find you? Oh, well, I'm very active on Instagram. Um, Luster Theory is my company. It's L-U-S-T-R-E and then Theory, T-H-E-O-R-Y. I have a website. You know, I, I feel like Instagram. I do have TikTok, but honestly, I have not <laughs> embraced the TikTok. Um, you can find me. I have an account and there's some videos posted on there. For me, because the people, the, my like client demographic is just a little bit older. So like TikTok, it's not, it wouldn't probably be a good source for me necessarily to like book the type of client. So Instagram is still very useful for me. And that's, that's pretty much where I do, you know, most of my social work and everything, but I have a website. I mean, if you, if you Google my name or if you look up up my business name, you'll find it. Well, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me, ladies. I love watching all your, all your stuff and yeah, well, we're very grateful. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And thanks for all your help, Kim, you know, my emergency calls. Oh my God, that's fine. I need a model. (laughs)
So I love it. No, you've always, you've always been great and very helpful. Even when I was first starting out and, um, and you're so cute. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I enjoy being behind the camera. So I think everybody yep. has their talents. Yep. <laughs> thank you for listening to model secrets podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave us a review and don't forget to share this episode with your friends on social media. For more information about Model Secrets, our guests, and to book a coaching session with us, visit modelsecrets.online.